The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Someone might say, oh, we could never merit a reward from God. But does that mean that God can't choose to give a reward based on His will and based on our obedience or endurance? Let's have a discussion about that today here on Grace in Focus, the Grace Evangelical Society's podcast and broadcast ministry that comes to you daily Monday through Friday. We are glad that you are here with us today, and we'd invite you to know more about us by going to our website, faithalone.org. There you will find our daily blog and information about our online seminary. We offer an unaccredited MDiv degree and free tuition for 3.0 grade point average or higher. You can find us at faithalone.org. Now today's discussion with Bob Wilkin and David Renfro. David, I believe you have a question from Carl. Carl is writing you about a guy that we both, back then when we were in seminary, he was a well-known pastor out in the San Francisco area. I think it's called Peninsula Bible Church. That's right. And his name was Ray Stedman. Right. He has a devotional. Of course, Ray has passed away. Right. But his words live on in these daily devotionals. Carl has a question about one of them that kind of does make you wonder if he's a free grace type of guy, because you would think, based on some of the things that Ray has said over the past, yeah, but he has one of them here. From November 22nd of this year, 2023. This, yeah, the, and it's called The Test of Faith, and it's based on Second Timothy 2, 3 through 13. So he says in God—this is Ray Stedman. In God's sight, there's always a direct link between the difficulties we may have as believers here and the joy and glory that wait beyond. If we endure, we will also reign with him— It is wrong to understand those verses as though they mean by your suffering and your enduring hardship, you win the right to a crown. Hmm. Notice the terms that you earn the right Right. to a crown. That is never the case in the scriptures. We do not win a reward. We do not merit anything from God ever. No faithful service puts God in our debt and obliges him to. To give us a reward. Wow. So there's a lot there. And I think that's what's confusing him. I think the wording is a little, I think it can be misleading. No, you, what you cannot do is if you endure well, when you get to the Lord and face him, you cannot shout at him, I have the right to this reward. Yeah. No, you don't. We, nobody merits a reward, but it looks to me like from the scriptures, that if you endure faithfully, the Lord gives you a reward because that's his will. He wants to. It's not that you have a right to it. It's that the Lord will give it to you as a result of his grace. Amen. You know, maybe we could say it this way. There's nothing inherent in man or God that requires God to reward faithfulness. Right. That's not the system. But God has chosen. Right. To reward faithfulness. Right. And he has told us that if we endure, we will reign with the Lord Jesus Christ. That is clear from the scripture, isn't it? And he has told us that if we lay up treasure in heaven, we're going to get it. And if we lay up treasure on earth, we're not going to have any lasting treasure. And so it's clear all through the Old and New Testament that God rewards faithfulness. He didn't have to, but he chooses to. So does that mean he's obligated? Well, it does now, because once he announces in his word that he rewards faithfulness, 
Well, now he's obligated himself. So, so do you believe that God's going to go back on his promise? No. Of course he to. won't go back on Now, let me read you a little more of this. He goes on to say, as he talks about 2 Timothy 2.12, if we endure, we shall also reign with him. He says what these verses are saying is that this is a test of the reality of our faith. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What do you mean it's a test of the reality of our faith? The ref calls time out here. Throw the red flag. (laughs) It says, if we really are Christ, if he has genuinely come to dwell in us, that fact will always manifest itself by our willingness to suffer for him, to give up some things for Christ's sake, to resolutely set ourselves against the allurements and temptations of this age, and to live a different lifestyle. Really? Always? If I'm born again, I'm always going to live a righteous life? (laughs) That is the manifestation of true Christian life. What? If we have these genuine desires to live for Christ, of course it's absolutely certain that we shall share with him because we belong to him. Well, the problem here is that he is basing assurance on our desire to please God, and more than that, on our actual lifestyle, right? Right, right. I mean, let's say somebody has a Romans 7 experience, and they said, in the inner man, I desire to please God, but what I find is I'm doing what I don't want to do. Right. According to Sedman, that person would say he's an unbeliever. Well, that means he would think that Paul at that point was an unbeliever. And I don't know his view, but there are people who say that that section in Romans deals with Paul as an unbeliever for that very reason. The Grace Evangelical Society has recently started an online seminary, and we're preparing to start our second semester in February. You can study with some of the finest free grace professors and earn an MDiv degree in three years. There is no tuition if you maintain a 3.0 grade point average. It's time now for application and registration. Study the Bible, the biblical languages, and free grace theology with us. Find out more at faithalone.org slash seminary or gesseminary.org. Stedman goes on in this article to say, but if we are not willing to suffer, we have to wonder if that is not telling us that our Christianity is a fraud. Oh, Isn't that sad? Very. He goes on to say, if we disown him, he will also disown us. That's not what the Greek says. It says, if we deny him, he will deny us. And in the context, it's very clear that what Paul is doing is interpreting Matthew 10, 32 and 33. That's where the Lord Jesus said, He who confesses me before men, him will I confess before my Father who is in heaven. He who denies me before men, him will I deny before my Father who is in heaven. That's looking at the judgment seat of Christ. It's not talking about unbelievers confessing Jesus. It's talking about believers confessing Jesus. Right. And it's not talking about unbelievers denying Jesus. It's talking about believers denying Jesus. And so the whole issue is brought out in 2 Timothy 2.12. If we endure, we'll reign with him. If we deny him, that's Matthew 10.33, he will also deny us. And he explains in the first half, if we endure, we'll reign. Well, if we deny, we won't reign. That Mm -hmm. is, he will deny us the privilege of ruling and reigning. Then Mm -hmm. verse 13 says, if we are faithless, or that can even be translated unbelieving, he cannot deny himself. He remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. 
And so our eternal destiny is secure whether we endure or whether we don't. There is a loss, but it's not the loss of salvation. What Ray Stedman is doing, it seems to me, I think he's stripping believers of assurance of everlasting life. I agree. The words that he used, I think, are very confusing. Look at it this way. If you say... God doesn't actually reward believers, but the good works that believers do are the guaranteed fruit of being born again, Mm -hmm. so that every believer is guaranteed to persevere. Every believer is, what did he say? Will always manifest itself by our willingness to suffer with him, our willingness to give up some things for Christ's sake will always manifest itself by our willingness to resolutely set ourselves against the allurements and temptations of this age. And it will always manifest itself in the fact that we live a different lifestyle. This is the manifestation of the true Christian life. Mm. I've heard lots of good things from Ray Stebman. He wrote lots of good things over the years. But people have been sending me things where he makes Lordship Salvation statements, and these fit within that. I don't understand. Did he have times where he was clear that it's just a free gift, and other times when he's like this, and he's talking about work salvation? The Ray Stedman that you and I know was the young Ray Stedman, younger. Right, back in the 70s. Yeah, I know because I have another professor that has gone way off the tracks doctrinally. Right. And now he's confused a whole... I won't go into all the details. Right. But I think we both know people that have just, for some reason, they got influenced by some other person or group and decided to adopt that. Or they get into believing both, weaving the two together, biblical faith plus some other stuff they bring in, and they weave it together. And and that causes a lot of really bad teaching going on. A, a lot of people would say that if a person falls away from the true gospel of justification by faith alone, apart from works, they prove they aren't saved. Wouldn't a lot of people say that? So my question is, do we think Ray Stedman is in heaven with the Lord right now? And why or why not? Here's the point. John 3.16 says that whoever believes in Jesus will not perish, but has everlasting life. So if Stedman ever believed in the free gift of everlasting life by faith apart from works, he's with the Lord now, even if he later was preaching a false gospel. Right. And that happens if somebody does believe John 3.16, John 6.47. Right. But later in their life, because of whatever circumstances, they go, I no longer believe. Right. Too bad, you're still going to heaven. Yeah, you can't get rid of it. You can't lose it. And the other part of it is, I bet you, I haven't tried this study, but I bet if we search through his sermons and search through his devotionals, we could find places where he sounds like Zane Hodges. Uh Uh-huh. I think you're right. My guess would be, when he was at Dallas Seminary, he was very clear that it's by faith in Christ apart from works, and that this stuff came to him later in his ministry. Well, I do know that when Ray was in seminary, he was a close friend of Charles Ryrie. Oh, really? Yeah, because Dr. Ryrie mentioned this in his class, and I know Ryrie's free grace, or was free grace. He's with the he Lord He still now. is now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's seeing it up close and personal. He and Zane are talking that, about that, it. That, yeah. That's right. 
So I get the idea that Ray, the basis of what Ray believes is the, still the free grace, whether he calls it that or not. But then something influenced him to write that particular devotional. Right, and it's possible that he was a straight-up Lordship Salvation preacher toward the end of his ministry. Maybe. We'd have to do more research. Right. But whether he was or whether he wasn't, if he ever believed in the free gift of everlasting life, he's secure forever. Ever. And you can't undo that. No. That's good news. But let me encourage you, if you read articles like this, notify us, and we'll take a look at it, and we'll let you know what we think. I do find it helpful to interact with these people, especially if they're some of the old line Dallas Seminary people. Right. Because they came from Dallas Seminary in its golden era when most of the people who graduated were clear on the free gift of everlasting life. Because it was based on the teachings of Lewis Berry Chafer, was, who, who was, was free grace. A strong free grace proponent. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, everybody. Thank you, David. It's and been remember, a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Keep grace in focus. Read many from our library of thousands of free magazine and journal articles online at faithalone.org slash resources. That's faithalone.org. Did you miss an episode of Grace in Focus that you really wanted to hear? Just come to faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We have all our past episodes right there on the site. Our team is really great about answering questions, comments, and feedback. If you've got some, we hope to hear from you. Let me give you our email address so you can do just that. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode, what are reconciliation and redemption? We do hope you'll join us. And until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.